You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. What's up, YKWD fans? I'm going to give you my dates for the month of January so you can come see me live do my stand-up comedy. I'm going to be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. And Gotham Comedy Club at the end of the month in New York City, the 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd. So get your tickets now. Go to my website, robertkellylive.com, and just hit buy tickets. Or get my award-winning iPhone app, Robert Kelly Live, and go to the dates. And again, hit buy tickets. It's as easy as that. If you have an Android phone, go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. Just go to my website and buy the tickets. So share this, like this, tweet this, bring your friends, get the fuck out to one of my shows. Later. All right, I'm doing this intro on the fly. I'm walking the streets of New York. And fucking Tuesday. And it's 20 below out. My fucking hands are freezing. I don't have any gloves. I'm going to a meeting with... Uh, Travel Channel people about a potential show, and I had to get this goddamn intro in. So here it is. Oh, I'm freezing. This week's episode, Thursday, special episode, special edition Thursday, with me, Joe DeRosa, aka Dangerous Joe, is back. It's a fucking classic, people. Me, Joe, and the editor of Cheat from Simon and Schuster. Michael Zerban, a.k.a. DJ Pumpernickel. Um, really interesting show. Very funny. Uh, you know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to have Mike on and talk about the book and the behind the scenes and all the shit that went on with it. Give you a little insight. I know we promoted the fuck out of it for a while, but we had to. I know it gets aggravating to you motherfuckers. But that's, that's what we got to do, man. You know, so <coughs> I'm going to die out here. So make sure you check this one out. It's a funny one. For an hour and a half or so. Um, this crazy motherfucker just walked by me. Uh, I want to fucking punch him in the face. Fuck. I got to get out of the city. I'm done with this city. I got to move into the country. Fucking cocksucker pointed at me. Anyways. It's a great episode. Check it out. I'm in Tampa. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thank God I'm getting out of this fucking cold weather. So if you're from Florida and you uh, listen to this show, you better come to Tampa Side Splitters and see me. Unfucking believable. I love that club. And uh, enjoy this episode. DJ Pumpernickel. Fucking freezing. Ooh. Hey, gang. This is Colin Quinn. This is Jim Norton. This is Dennis Leary. This is Opie from a lot of things. This is Burt Kreischer. Stan Cook, and you are listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? <laughs> ippy bippy baya, ippy bippy boo. Dippy dippy daya, yabba dabba do. Dude! This is Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What,
Uh, this isn't going to be the old big ass five to eight people on the show all screaming over each other to get in their fucking funny ass one lines. Um, a little different. We're going to slow it down. This is going to be an extra podcast I'm going to put up during the week for you guys. Uh, I asked my editor, uh, Michael Zerban from Simon & Schuster, to come on. And, uh, and of course, my OG original motherfucker, uh, Joe DeRosa. Here he is right now. Uh, Joe DeRosa to come on and, uh, and sit in on this show. It's, uh, it's uh, a little different than what we've been doing recently, but uh, I'm, f- I'm fucking loving it. So it's good to have Joe back. Yeah, man, you can grab a mic. They're all on. Which one should I sit at? Anywhere you want, Joe. You're fucking OG, dude. You're original gangster. <laughs> I uh, like this chair the best. It's the most comfortable. Hey, then that's your chair, dude. That's, you, you, you listen, man. I feel like we're far away. We're far away, but we're close. That's your chair, buddy. We're doing a little intro right now. <laughs> Yeah, I came up here just talking by yourself. Yeah, it's called an intro. Since when? I don't know. I started doing these intros, these little minute or two intros at the beginning to explain what the fuck's about to go on, who's on the show, so that they can have a little insight so they're not wondering, who's that guy? Sometimes when I listen to radio or listen to these podcasts, they're, who the fuck is that? If they know who's on, they can kind of put it together visually in their head okay. uh, beforehand, and they kind of know what's coming, so it's a little, uh, it's like a preview. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'm so- a lot of, yeah, a lot of guys do that little intro thing. Yeah, that's the thing I always <clears throat> never wanted to do. <laughs> like, like when I think about doing a podcast, I'm yeah. like, man, I would, I would hate doing those fucking intros. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I I don't know. I just started doing them. I started putting them in the front because, and I and, and I start the show. You know, when everybody's here, you know, I just hit the button. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, hey, you guys ready? I stopped that shit too. When I get in the room. Like right now, we're just going. The show has started. Do we have to stop? Nope. For to, to separate the intro. No. I mean, when oh, okay. Mike comes, the buzzer's going to go off. We're going to let him in. He's going to come upstairs, and that's it. Where is he? He's coming. He's coming. He was so, supposed to be here already. Yeah, he was supposed to be here a quarter of. Yeah. Well. And he's texted me. Said he's on his way down. So look, that everybody's late all the time. I expect that from people. Except. I was on time. Joe DeRosa, that's Seven right. Seven on the fucking dot. You're fucking, that's why you Joe D, man. <laughs> that's why you fucking Joe D. Woohoo. Me and you respect time. Yeah. We really do. Because it's other people's time you got to respect. Yeah, well, I think it's, I think it's, I learned it in AA. You know, my sponsor and shit told me that. I went to that meeting, that Monday night meeting at, I think it started at like 7 over at my uh, my sponsor's house, he was an iron worker, big motherfucker, had like catcher mitt hands, mm-hmm. and uh, you had to be on time for that. And you know, he used to tell me it's respect for yourself and others. It shows disrespect. You don't care. You don't respect the other person if you show up late. You're like fuck them. Yeah. And uh, I, it was it was a meeting with like maybe five to nine guys, the same guys for five years, five years. And I was I was 17 when I started going. Jesus. And I went for five years straight every fucking Monday night. It's like another life to me. Did you uh, did you cry when you left? No. Because like you had formed such a bond with these guys? No. No, I didn't. That's the sad part about me. I can I can cut I can cut that fucking arm right off. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, when I well you learned I learned to do that in, in juvie. And, you know, you go into a juvie jail or a rehab or a foster home, you're, you're gone. 
So these people that are your surrogate family, mm-hmm. they're just gone. So you cut them out and you cut that cord. You 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 know you burn that wound with some gunpowder so it fucking <laughs> stops bleeding. Right. And you move on. Yeah, I got you. Which is a shit way and fucked me in my relationships later in life. But uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah, like when I worked with the retards there for. Uh, Mm-hmm. Was it three years I lived with these guys? As soon as I was done, gone. Bye. Really? Never talked to them again. Yeah, it was this weird, this fucked up thing that I was, the ability to shut shit down. I, uh. Give me a water too, brother. Yeah. Or, you know what? Yeah, give me a Diet Coke right on the door. You got a beer. If you want a beer, there's beer. Nah, I'm not drinking beer right now. What is up? Everybody's fucking not drinking. No, I'm drinking. I'm just not drinking beer. All right, well, excuse me, alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fucking pussy. Oh, my God, uh, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? I, just, I told you I'm in AA. Yeah, not you. Why? Because I'm in AA? No, I mean, a guy that's got a problem, I respect that. But you these gotta... <laughs> fucking pansies in comedy these days anymore. <laughs> Tired of reading about Saturday Night Live in the 70s where they're doing, like, cocaine races off the fucking dressing room floor. And now every comic I meet in this business is like, you know, I don't drink. I just feel it's a better... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but Joe, you can't. You, I mean, people died, brother. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you, you fucking, you live on the edge. You know, I'll fucking go out. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, you, you fucking, come on, dude. There's other ways to go out now. You can bang chicks without condoms and fucking risk that AIDS. Get that herp. Get a baby. Yeah, yeah, you can roll the dice that way, dude. <laughs> you can roll the dice with your health, like I'm doing. Maybe fucking eat one too many pizzas and fucking have a nice heart attack in a in a fucking La Quinta Inn <laughs> in Tampa. You know what That's I mean? That's how sad it is that everybody that dies now, it'll be like, oh, I know, like food heart attack yeah. in a La Quinta instead of like there was traces of whatever in a system. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, instead of killing themselves. <laughs> from fucking heroin or drugs or some yeah. nice alcohol overdose in a high speed chase with the cops in a Ferrari <laughs> through the desert. <laughs> yeah. It's a way to do it, man. It's not Joe. Listen, come on, son. No, listen, I, I obviously I I mean I don't think you should fucking drink to death, but like <laughs> these fucking pussies, man, it makes me sick. Guys, 22 years old, 23 years old. I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. I got a little crazy last night. You're supposed to, you fucking dildo. You're 23. That's when you're supposed to do that. You should have never left college. You really shouldn't, dude. The, the, see, all right, look, bro. <laughs> the commitment you have to being this person, yeah. uh-huh. right, now don't forget, Joe. You quit. You quit drinking and quit being a fucking piece of shit. You quit being a food addict every fucking three months too. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? That this is how it works. Though when you're in it, you're in it. This is when you're in it, you're in it. So when you so the next time you say to me, "I'm done," you're really not done. Well, I don't. Uh, I haven't said I'm done. Done in a long time. I, I've said I, I'm taking a break. You, so you've never said you're done. No, no, no. I, I years ago, but then I learned better to not. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Anymore. Wait a minute. What do you mean you've learned better? That you know you should never say I'm done forever. You should just say I'm done for right now. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you you will fail and you'll go back to it. 
<laughs> you probably. Let, let's if you if you do fail, then you look like a fucking asshole. You know, and Is also a, then you know you can you can fail, and then you're like, fuck it, I I got off for a few days, I'm going back, it's okay. Yeah, but do you? Do it, you know so I mean? you can say you don't say you're done forever. Just say you're done for a minute. Well, that's that's AA, dude. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah, but it's yeah, but you're done. You're done. AA is not look. First of all, I think you're you kind of <laughs> you're misrepresenting AA. <laughs> AA is I I can't drink anymore. Right. Forever. Yeah. I can't drink one day at a time forever. Right. Okay. So one day at a time. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it brings it down to that just so you can deal with it psychologically. And that's kind of with anything. But, right. I mean, you, you really, you can't drink anymore. You can't drink because you can't handle it. You right. have a problem drinking. Do you have a problem drinking? No. Wait can, a minute. I'm great at it. What do you mean you're great I, at it? I can handle it. I, I can't do, wait dude. to play this 10 years from now <laughs> at your fucking first chip meeting. You almost oh. said funeral. <laughs> no, no, you no. almost <laughs> said funeral. And you, you, that was a nice save, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Our first chip meeting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I, uh, oh, hang on one sec. That's him. Okay. All right. So we have uh, Michael has entered the room. Michael Zerbin, the uh, editor from Simon & Schuster and the editor of the widely successful, popular Cheetah Man's Guide to Infidelity. Yeah. Written by uh, Joe DeRosa. You and J- Just Bill. Joe DeRosa. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Joe wrote it. Joe wrote it. Him. <laughs> but uh, welcome into the room. We were just talking about... Um, I already kind of entered the show before about, you know, you and who you are and what we're going to be talking about. But me and Joe got off on a tangent about alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to college? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I went to It was college. a dumb question, I know. But so, I had to ask. I've got it. glasses. <laughs> you have glasses? Yes, you do. You have a sad look in one eye. <laughs> true. Actually, I was going to say, right when I came um, Yeah, this. eat the mic. Bring it right. I just want the photograph. No, no, no! I swear to God, you got to eat the mic. Well, I was going to say back in co- back in college in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. uh, I went on WRCT Pittsburgh eighty eight point three FM. Right. I I was a uh, a DJ. In fact, I called myself <laughs> DJ Plumper Nickel. And, oh uh, God! Boy. Oh boy! Yeah, you yeah. got <laughs> a nice radio voice. Well, thank you. You do yeah. have an, you have an NPR voice. It is an NPR voice. Yes. That's like a $4 word voice, I think. It's, it's a great... You have a great voice. What Pers- was your name again? One more time. Perspicacity. <laughs> Michael Zerban. No, I know oh. your name, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, you're DJ Dave. Yeah, you're DJ. DJ Plumpernickel. Oh, God. You know, I love Plumpernickel. That's, that's the name of the show. So. That's the name of the show. <laughs> DJ Plumpernickel. No, that was just my name. The name of the show oh. was... Well, it varied, but at the end it was called Petrichor, and uh, that is the the name for the smell after it rains. You know, where it smells fresh and clean and new outside. Right. right? And that comes. It was an, a new word created, I think, in the eighties by a couple of Australian researchers who who discovered and named this smell. And it comes from. It's it's not an actual Greek word, but it comes from two Greek roots: Petrus, meaning rock, right. and Iker, meaning essence. So I was DJ Plumpernickel hosting Petrichor, the essence of rock. Oh, my God. Oh that was my horrible, God. wasn't it? I, I, I've never yeah. seen Joe. It looks like he's about to attack you. <laughs> <laughs> Did, 
<laughs> but you loved it at the time, right? Oh, of course. It was like the most meaningful thing I had ever done up until that point. It is actually, it's kind of meaningful. It is kind of, I just named this, you know what, dude? <laughs> and just, well, there's a lot to it. If anybody should be Plumpernickel in this room, it should be DJ, I should be DJ Plumpernickel. <laughs> it was, there was a lot of weight to what you said. Did you think it was cool, though, or did you think that was funny? Like, were you being kind of ironic? when? Oh, uh, Petrichor? Yeah. Well, I think that it, I think that it was just cool. I Like, I, I, it was cool to me. You know, I, I like words, and I like that smell, and, and I found out what it meant, and I thought, oh, you know, I, I was looking for a, a name for my show, uh, and I played a lot of rock music. Right. And, um, you know, I thought that would be it. But, actually, one semester, when I was going through what, might be described as an emo phase. Uh, I named it Petrichor Asunder. And I have no idea why, but that was a part of my this life. This keeps getting worse. This is yeah. the fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking nerdiest YKWD have ever done. I mean, we've done some nerdy shows. Me and you, Joe. This, yeah. This is, you just, Mike, you are <laughs> next, you are Jedi nerd. Yeah. <laughs> this is beyond like regular nerd <laughs> we would, shit, man. We were talking about... Oh. And you know what's worse? What? I I am so embarrassed by revealing this yeah. that I have begun to sweat and I'm fogging up my thick nerd glasses. <laughs> you are sweating, Jack. I love it. Do you want give him a yeah. water? Can you give him an ice water out of the fridge? Yeah, please, yeah. an ice water. I'm parched. Yeah. We got a fridge here at the studio. Anyways, um yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. I'm glad you've wallpapered it with old posters for cheap. It looks good, right? Yeah, I wouldn't want you guys to forget that you wrote this thing. No, not I, at all. Uh, I'm actually I need to take Did you one just of these. say not yet? <laughs> As if no, I didn't, he said oh. that. I didn't uh-huh. say it. Well, I'm actually going to take one of these tonight because I'm going to put that right when you walk into my apartment. That's oh, there's, I have a specific one for you. Why? Because two of them are fucked up. One of them's mine, uh-huh. and one's yours. Oh, okay, good. One, so one's they have the backing isn't, but one's immaculate, which is mine. Right. And then the second one, which is immaculate. Almost is yours. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, and then that's the, fine. the other two are kind of fucked up on the back. Right. But anyways, I, Mike, I um, we were talking about before you walked in about alcohol and being a drug addict. Joe, I'm a recover. You know, I'm recovering for 28 years mm-hmm. for drugs and alcohol, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a sex addict and a food addict too. But you know, living amongst the fucking regular people. Right. But you, he was talking about that. You know, he's just getting sick and tired of the pussies. <laughs> given up like in this business Just, like you know it's over You're well gone. i mean you i i'd imagine and to answer your question that but you asked me a very important question that led us into this yes but i didn't get to answer it please answer it joe uh you asked me do i have a problem with drinking i i said no i'm great at it yeah and you kind of snarked at that yeah like, what's that mean it, what it means is is i don't get into fights i don't get out of control i don't black out i don't fall down Right. I handle my shit. Most of the time, people can't even tell when I'm drunk. And I get up in the fucking morning, and I'm not really hungover. Like, I am good at drinking. I know and how I, to do I, it. I did. I remember you said that. And I said, I can't wait to play this almost at your funeral. But I, I almost said funeral. <laughs> but then I switched it up to your first year chip. Yeah, thank when you. When you get your first. At, when, <laughs> hey, th- I'm glad to be sober for a year. And they and I hand you that chip. I'm going to fucking hit, I'm gonna hit, hit it. Like in a shitty a, comedy club, and they're yeah. gonna play you fucking saying I th- that. I have a thirty day chip. You do? Yeah, I oh, use it God. to open beers oh, when, the, when, the, when the top is too, when the tab is too close to the. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> so what are you talking about for a, for a night? That here? laugh used to shut down the podcast. By the way, remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Did yes, you, I do. Did you have a party like that in college? It, 
Occasionally. I mean, there were, for me, it was a lot. Did you of, ever have like a night of like, uh, true like Dungeons and Dragons? And uh, no, <laughs> I, I am a nerd, but I was never a D&D nerd. Never? Um, <laughs> no. I, you did play, like you... I played Magic the Gathering at the Shellcrest Swim Club in Wilmington, Delaware when I was 12. Oh my yeah. fucking God. <laughs> Had, um, the, what is it called? Magic the Gathering. What the fuck is at the mall? No, no, no. At the uh, at at the swimming pool. So you didn't summertime. swim? <laughs> well, during adult swim, you would go out and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to tap my eight mana and play the, the force of nature." What you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what Magic the Gathering is? No, because yeah. I'm a fucking alpha male and I have leather jackets. Dude, if you had a neck beard, you would yeah. totally fit into this world. I know. I am. I w- You know what? Can I just say something? I wish. Back in the day, around sixth grade, when I was when I had nobody and I was sleeping in the basement out of depression, and I was just about to start using drugs and become a punk mm-hmm. because I met Dickie Sewell and, and Scott Kelly right. that drank and fucking beat people up, and I before I you know met them and became I wish I met somebody like you Joe or you Michael <laughs> and I could have played the magic rim of fucking life. What I don't know what it was, just some other kid <laughs> that we could have went and had fucking some some type of snack. And played some games, dude. I always tell you if they if 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 Bobby was the kid that they shipped off to the farm, you know, like some kid they did to do that with my nephew. Like I got shipped got, off to a farm. Well, if that's you what got me sober, right? That farm when I worked on that farm, it's when I I, I finally got the animals, Joe. Right, <laughs> got me sober. But if you would have went <laughs> when I was a, young, I mean, yes. they would have sent you to the farm young, yeah. You would have been like you'd be like you would have been writing poetry somewhere. Oh, it would have been God. a whole different thing. Yeah, it would have been a whole different. I do. I, I do have a uh, and he would have had a spirit me. vision of a small goat. <laughs> but here's well, here's why I got all of us together tonight. Um, you know, I I wanted to talk about the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it we we did it. It was a long fucking road. You jumped in halfway through. Mm-hmm. I would say around halfway, right? We had another um, editor. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, f- yeah, it was about halfway. Halfway through, we had yeah, an editor. You had a, written a full draft. Full draft. Or what you considered to be full. What we thought. <laughs> this is, this is what, this is what, what Mike, man, did we not like you. When yeah. he, Mike stepped in out of nowhere, our other editor got fucking canned or left or whatever. No, she took a great new job at a different house. Okay, so she just said, fuck it. She got a better job. Right. <laughs> and Mike walks in. And we thought we were done with the book. We never wrote a book before. No. We thought we were fucking geniuses. We were re- this is done. We we said yes to all her notes or no. We did that little thing, that little checklist. We're like, good, this is done. Uh, yeah, wrap it up. Get some shit on it. Remember when she told us too? She's like, I think it could use like maybe these extra chapters. And we're like, no. And she was like, all right. Yeah, because she knew. <laughs> in hindsight, though, she knew she was probably going. Yeah, she yeah. knew. Like, if she was staying, I don't think she would have been like, okay, you know what I mean. But then Mike comes in, okay, yeah, okay, now, and he gave us all this extra work to right. do, mm-hmm. and we took offense to it, like he was fucking us. But he was literally did trying. Even, did you, you even read the manuscript when I gave it back to you, or did you just read the note that I sent? And you guys said, "Oh no, this isn't going to stand." Which which time? <laughs> which time that you said that fucking manuscript came back eight fucking times? Yeah, no, and, and with no. an email that said, "We're almost out of the woods, guys." Oh, I wanted to burn the fucking woods down. <laughs> Holy shit! Which time do you mean when I you said the first it back? time? The first time I read it, I read it and. Uh-huh. 
Then he's, that's. Well, he's just, you know, I swear to God, well, I read it. Because we had a phone call oh, after you guys were. <laughs> you guys were. Joe, upset. I read. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. And and I, you know, I by that point I think I was upset. I don't even remember. Yeah. And I was like, who are these guys? You know. Yeah. And I think some some lines got crossed. I thought yeah. that you guys were too busy to come say hello to me. Right. We couldn't hash this out in person. Yeah. And uh, and Billy was over in the West Coast, which yeah. was making things like difficult for us yeah. to get in the same room at the same Still time. Still is. <laughs> Still is. Well, you know, I heard he went to Australia. <clears throat> he, well, he went. And he came there. back. Yeah, he, he came just, back. He went there for a week. He, he, uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, uh, yeah. yeah. So you go ahead. I'm kidding. So the um. So so we we have these crossed crossed wires yes. of miscommunication or whatever. Yes. And uh, then we finally got on the phone. I think that that your agent had written to me or I had written to the agent. I'll tell you what it was. You ready? I talked to Joe and I said, Joe, we have to sit down face to face with this guy. We need to meet him because you don't know who somebody is until you shake their fucking hand and look him in the eye and sit down and talk. It was like we're dealing with this person we've never physically met ever so let, I, I can i can be a, i'm a quick judge of character i know joe is too because of what we do it's i'll meet you in two seconds to know if you're a fucking hunk of garbage or if you're full of shit and it's like let's meet we got to meet this guy and sit down with him and i did read the thing and his notes look he wanted to cut you know a lot of shit out yeah I know. And it, but his note after i read it i was like i talked to my wife i was like it it makes sense but i don't know enough about a book to know what the fuck's going on if this guy's so then it was like me and joe were like let's go meet this guy mm -hmm. and that's when they set it up and i think when we sat down first of all simon and schuster it's just offices i thought it was going to be you know walls and secret passageways and <laughs> i thought it was going to be like you know like crown molding and like you know like shit that you know like in uh I like in 48 hours light switch in What's the room that we were meeting in What's that? What's it? Wait, hold on. Like, you know, these big out? rooms or these old money rooms. You know what I mean? Like on fifth. Like you thought it was going to be like like Masterpiece Theater. Like there's like a fireplace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. Got like I we got were going to go into his office and there was going to be a dog. It's like when, when you, know? you go into a synagogue, they give you a yarmulke. Like you come into Simon and & Schuster and they give you an old blazer and a pipe. Yeah. Like yeah, something. Yeah. It was just a, it was just a regular like office. Yeah, like, like I mean, it's it's. I was like, wow. And then we went to this room that was kind of white. And we sat at this big fucking table, and you got us a lunch, mm -hmm. and you had a salad. I, I got a salad. Joe got a sandwich because the two fatties got salads, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then yeah, <laughs> but that's when I remember when I was like, all right, this guy's this guy's nice. This guy's this this guy, if anything, is a good guy. Right, Joe? Well, I uh, yeah, I agree. I because I remember it was such a relief you, when you guys showed up. I was like, oh, all right, these well, guys. I mean, you weren't carrying yourself, and you know, a, no. I mean, I mean that's just right. That's how we felt when we met you. I mean, I, I I remember saying this to Bobby. You you have the exact <laughs> same voice as this guy I grew up with, who's like an ultra hip cocksucker of a guy. <laughs> You know, and he just lies to your fucking face. We got off the phone the first time. I go, I know this fucking guy. I grew up with him. I know. I know how this fucking guy rolls. You could, you could just and, see the skinny, skinny jeans just like plastered uh -huh. on me. Yeah, and I thought this is really what I thought, man. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were gonna come meet you, and I thought you were gonna be. Um, I thought you were gonna be like the uh, like when you go to uh, when you go to like. 
like a you know an agency taking, an agency agency in Hollywood or and something. you yeah and you meet the young hotshot agent guy on oh, network when you go to a network yeah. of some talk show like a really and that guy comes out with yeah. you know sneakers and a suit jacket yeah exactly here's what Whitney wants okay oh. so let's try to stick to the <laughs> script that's not even a shot at Whitney it's just. <laughs> But that's the kind of was, that would probably be working. Kind of was, but you're kind of trying to get out of well, it because you realize it slipped out. Go fuck yourself. No, no, it didn't slip. She's my friend. I'm just saying, she's like, she's not your friend. She's not. She's not her. your friend. I know her. You, you're fucking acquaintances. You know, she picked me up at the airport once. That's how one long time, ago. I knew yeah, her. Yeah. I knew Whitney when she was oh, God. not yeah. famous so, enough to Chris pick me Rock up picked somebody up at the airport once too, and they're nobodies. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> so she, uh, anyway, but that like. Yeah, you, some guy on a boat going, you know, Chris Rock picked me up at an airport once. <laughs> <laughs> you do those shows, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're saying, and that guy comes out. And I was like, this is this fucking guy's going to show up with a fucking thin leather jacket on and some corduroys and some fucking wingtips. And I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm fuck this guy. <laughs> and then when I saw you and I was like, oh, this is Mike. Like, oh, all right. He's fucking... Yeah, he was like a, he was a very uh, he was endearing right when you met him. I just wanted to hug him. I wanted to bite his face. He was yeah. just a nice. You could tell right away that you were a nice guy. Yeah, totally. Seriously. And then and then Seriously. this is what you did great. Uh -huh. I don't know who taught you it, but you did it great. You knew how to compliment us and then give us marching orders. You knew how to suggest things in a way, all but always at the end of a compliment. Like, guys, this is great. Love it. This is going great. We might want to. <laughs> you know, this is what I yeah. call the sandwich theory. Right. Of course, I would call it a sandwich theory. I would too. If I, I'm with I mean, you. You, you, you need <laughs> the bread of compliments yes. and the meat of you know whatever is actually going to sustain the. Right. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't have a sandwich without the meat. Right. You know, but it's the bread that that helps you hold it. Yeah. Conveys it to your mouth and it helps right. it go down. Yeah, you fucking get fucking dummies like us to do what you need us to do, so you don't get fired. Yeah, now, it's called a, <laughs> it's called manipulation. Yeah, Mike. it's called yeah. psychology. Yeah, Put well, a nice there was fucking a sandwich thing. title on it. <laughs> it's called suckering somebody. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, controlling fucking shithead divas that shouldn't be divas. <laughs> Because one of them doesn't know how to spell your correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Mike. But here's the thing. But I, yeah. I didn't say, ever say anything to you that wasn't the truth no. or heartfelt. No. No, no. So no you were very just, sincere. It's about, you know, I, I really thought that this book had real potential. I thought yeah. that this was something that wasn't being said in the culture. Do you use the word were, thought, like as in past tense? Or? Well, at, at that time, okay. I'm describing my mental <laughs> yeah. state. Okay. I mean, now I know oh, okay. because you, you guys took that potential <laughs> you and you go. made something. There you, you know? go. Very good. And so the, the way I felt about the book was, man, in in small bursts, this thing is really funny. Right. But in order for me to read it as a book, there's you guys just don't know how to write a book. Right. And right. so you need a... I think maybe, maybe in this first letter that I sent you guys, I said, you know, I feel like you guys are the funny guys and I'm the nerd who's going to tell you how a book happens. Right. And you guys be funny on top of, you know, the 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 structure that I give you. Right. And that's eventually what happened. Right. Yeah. I mean eventually. But here's the thing is well, we I'll had I'll give you an example. So, yeah. do you remember when um we were talking about something for the jacket, I think, or the back cover of the book. Mm -hmm. I said we need, you know, a, a short phrase something really memorable and catchy, mm -hmm. um, something that's kind of a little bit funny, but that, that, that articulates the, the general thrust of the book. 
Right. I tried to work the word thrust in there, you know, right, bring yeah. it back. You love words. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, so I think we had like a four minute conversation and then Joe goes, I got it. And, um, you know, just give me half an hour. And so half an hour later, I get a call from you guys and Joe says, all right, I ran it past, past Billy. I ran it past Bobby. I've got it. Monogi. <laughs> Man, you really kill a good story. <laughs> wow. Jesus Jeez. Christ. You want to give you the book so you can read it? <laughs> Yeah, take this. <laughs> Monogamy. Monogamy has met its match. I remember that. that. Perfect. That was, I, yeah. I, I couldn't have written that. In fact, I tried to write it for like a day and a half, and I couldn't. So I told you guys exactly what objective it needed to satisfy. Do you know what I wanted to do, but they nullified it? What? I wanted to say, getting caught cheating on the, per, the woman you love is the worst feeling you'll ever feel as a man. Almost getting caught is the best feeling. I thought that was in the ba- book. I want it on the back, but you guys nullified it. I don't know what nullified means. You said and no. I don't believe you, you went, do either. You went like this. <laughs> <laughs> you went. Uh, uh, you, you guys went no. <laughs> you get to stand. You understand? Wait, why, why would we say no to that? That's a great because thing. This I mean, was this was better. This ne- this was to the point. Like, I got it, you. Boom, boom, boom. I got you. But uh, here's the thing. This well, that's is, good. It's just it's too. It's too, too many words. Yeah, too many words, which I thought you'd like, but whatever. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Pickle, pickle, Bobby. <laughs> you know, right? Here's the thing is that you came in. We were all, we were so like, what the fuck? And we're almost done. And then you come in and you 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 literally took this car and, and wanted to redo the inside, the outside, the paint job, the engine. You wanted a lot done to this car that we were about to sell. <laughs> for fucking fifteen hundred, just drove in a Pinto. What yeah, was I know. To do? Well, right. but we didn't understand. Like you said, we didn't understand the book process. And then once we met you, and then we figured out that you're all you're trying to do is your job, and that not that she didn't do her job, but maybe it was the start. It was and, the start you know, of the job, I guess. And we she, thought we were she almost had done. one slice of bread, right? And we had to finish the sandwich. Oh, Jesus, you bet. Can you get up? Go buy a loaf of bread and hit him with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was. I, th- I think Carrie, her name is Carrie. Yeah, she's great. She's a, she's very sweet and she's very smart. And I think yeah, I think she did her job up until the point when she left. Mm. And yeah. I think it, I think had she stayed, there would have been that second talk where she Wait, we would have hated her too. Listen. <laughs> you know, but yeah. like, uh, but yeah. So I mean, we we really thought we were because look, yeah. I, I think we all do at this point, and I think we did prior to, but especially now, like we admiration for the author. You know, it's like I, I really respect guys. You know, it's funny. Like after this, I was talking to somebody about this book, and I said I I get it now. Like when I used to read a Stephen King book, and he'd describe like the crack in the wall for a page. Oh God! I'd be like, what the. F- Fuck, man, I don't care. And now I get it. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to fill a fucking page up. Yeah, but he, no, well, let's stop, though. He's a little ridiculous. You don't need fucking 9,000 page books. He's a little fucking nuts. But, uh, yeah. but I, I understand what you're but saying. Yeah, so it's like, well, my, it, my, well, well, here's the thing. My respect for authors went up through this whole process. But uh, what I was going to, because of that, um, it was, uh, it, none of us, what I was going to say is none of us wanted to be authors. That was never a dream of ours. Mm-hmm. You know, so when this idea got presented to us, we were like, yeah, okay, that sounds like a cool uh, idea. You know, like, I didn't we had n- We had no idea how fucked up this... And here's the thing, too, is that writing a book by yourself with an editor, mm-hmm. I would imagine would be a way easier job 
than having to run every thought by two other guys. Yeah. And and, and, is, and they're not why there. The Middle East peace process is so difficult. This very thing. <laughs> that I mean, it, you it guys was, all had veto power, right? Yep. Two two over one. Yeah. Two over one. And it we got into so many fucking huge arguments. And it was sometimes it wasn't even about the book. It was just we were putting in so much work into this book. And then we had our careers, which were fucking, we're all over the place. And then we had, you know, acting stuff and auditions and all this and other a script, stuff. The TV script we, we were writing at the same time. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot about that. We were writing a script for FX. And it was, uh, it was fucking heavy. We went from, we went from doing stand up and writing jokes to writing a script, writing a book, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing our shows. I mean, and, and a bunch of other shit that's going on. I was, I was filming a TV show at the time, the two, two. And yep. It was fucking crazy. At this point, everything that you guys had ever written was just Joke. for yourselves. Jokes or scripts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, when you do develop your act, I mean, you're getting feedback from people when you do it every night. But, right. I mean, you're not you're not there, you know, licking your pencil and some some guy like me isn't saying, well, you know, I think you need to wait three seconds before you deliver that punchline or something. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. That's that's the tough it's a much part. More private type of thing. Yeah. That's tough. And even with. Uh... Yeah. Me telling Joe that I don't think that's funny. Well, Billy telling me, I don't think that's funny. It was like, what? It was hard to swallow those moments and trust Joe and Billy. Mm -hmm. Look, buddy, we're cutting that. Do you that. think that it got funnier, the three of you guys working together? Did you have one of those Captain Planet moments where, you know, I, I'm choosing, you're Mati. You're the, the Earth guy. Mm -hmm. And Billy's the, the one with the red hair. Right. <laughs> right, but you know, you put your rings together, and then all of a sudden, there's this superpower. Wow, hey, you, you are you know a what? fucking nerd. Oh my god, well, that's <laughs> I, I, I love I, you. I will nerd match that analogy. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it was. I really think it was. I don't mean this in an arrogant way at all, but I'm just saying to just for the sake of an example, I feel like it was like means the, it's going to be very arrogant. Well, I felt like it was it's like a sandwich. He is employing the sandwich technique. It was like the Avengers, like we were fucking fighting and knocking heads so much. But when like the final showdown came and it was like, stop fucking around. We've got a job to do. Yeah. We came together yeah. and we did it together very well. Yeah. But it was like up until that point, you needed to see the shadow of the alien spacecraft coming over the earth before we were like, oh, Okay, guys, so let's stop fucking around. We had a meeting one day. Bobby, you know, we've joked about this on the podcast before, but it's true. Like, Bobby's got a church across the street from his apartment, and the <laughs> amount of nights we've sat on those steps going, look, dude, you know, like, I know you mean well, man, and, like, I know, you know, like... <laughs> like an after-school special? Yeah. yeah. Like, just fucking <laughs> wow. brutal, brutal fights. But... Um, we had a discussion. I remember this day very, 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 very clearly. It was a very significant day in our professional lives and in our friendships. The three of us, we got on the phone one day. I think Burr said it. He was like, no more fucking egos. None. Egos are done. Like, it's this simple. Like, we each do our work. And if two other guys say no, you tap out yeah. and you don't even question it. We like let's stop because yeah. we're not going to be friends anymore. Yeah. Like it's got to stop, and we're not going to we're going to fuck up our opportunity if we don't get out of each other's way. And then like it just stopped. Like literally overnight, we never fucking fought ever again, and, and, ever uh, again. It was it was it was it was a hard thing, man. It was, and I'm glad anything that's worth doing has these stories, has these fucking. It, it, you know, it's never easy 
something that you is good or something that you really give a shit about. But <coughs> it, it got really fucked. I mean, for me, look, man, I was in juvie hall at 15. I, I didn't graduate. I, I, what, I, so you try to shiv these guys? When, <laughs> no, like but, a joke? but writing a book for me was out of the... I mean, I told my grandfather this before he died. He was blown the fuck away. It was one of his favorite things that I was writing a book because I... I never went to school. I didn't go to fucking school. I went to the shits classes. Sure. And then I went to, I went to college, but I went for art because, you know, uh, I failed basic English in college. Uh, I started doing comedy. I was gone. So to sit here and write a book, I learned so much from Joe and Billy and you on writing. Uh, I remember just sitting there and looking down at the bottom of the page and Norton gave me great advice too. He was like, just write. And mm -hmm. if your brain goes into another story, just go and let it go. If you're writing about one thing and all of a sudden you're writing about the uh, transsexual's balls story or you being molested, just go. Because it might be something you use later, but it will keep the process going and it might actually be something you use. So when I was writing my, we, we would give each other homework like, oh, you know, Joe, you do this, Billy, you do this, Bobby, you do this. And then we filtered it through the other two. That's how we wrote it. So we tried to make it sound like one voice. Yeah. Um, but I when think I it turned out that way, I think so too. Yeah. But when I, when I wrote the, when I was writing my stuff, I remember just sitting there writing words and I was, I was, you could go insane. You could fucking go because you're writing for hours and you look down, there's like 600 words. You're like, fuck. It's like getting a tattoo. You think he's almost done, but he just did the outline. And you're like, I can't <laughs> yeah, do yeah. it. I can't do it. Fuck yeah. it. When they go back and do the outline again, you're like, what the fuck? You already did that, you know? It's, yeah. It, very simple. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really like OCD and like anal retentive. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I edit a lot as I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And I can't not do it, so I keep going back. Yeah, I, like did you ever see Manhattan by Woody Allen, where yeah. he's like doing that, in, where you hear him like <laughs> doing the intro to his book. I like write like that, and I just keep going back. So it's like it takes me forever just to get through like two paragraphs. My favorite time Crazy. was writing with Joe when we would get together and tackle uh, a chapter together, uh -huh. because we were like we worked great together. We we I was you know we had I you know we had the mm -hmm. shit we went back and forth and what I had he didn't what he had I didn't so those were fun because we were. would I mean we really got into like making this shit polished yeah well yeah and, yeah and, and then what and then when we that's what blew us away too when we turned in what we thought was a finished book and you were like all right guys we're gonna get you know this is the first. we were like what motherfucker <laughs> yeah like, what motherfucker but then once we started to do the work again it, it started to make sense like you your your critiques and and uh, my god dude if you didn't know how to work with fucking children <laughs> if he was a fucking asshole or one of those alpha male or, you know, fucking guy, I, I, it wouldn't have happened. He, the way you are and the way you talk to me like a child and made me okay. Well, that's because I believe your heart is pure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. uh, the question I have is, you know, I mean, not every creative profession has a, a editor type role, you know? Right. I mean, what if uh, you guys have done comedy albums, right? Yep. And what, what if you... And you record that all on your own, yes, right? And you turn it into Comedy Central Records or yeah. whatever. You know, is there a, is there a guy like me who says, you know, you know, track four, I'm not feeling it. Cut. No, 
Not really. I mean, what about it in the, the script writing process? I mean, yeah, yeah fuck Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, geez, the worst. It's so worse. How than, does that compare? I've heard people say writing a script is easier because it's not twenty thousand words, you know, a week. It's it's fucking you know you're writing a script and it's it's dialogue. So dialogue's kind of fun and int- I love writing dialogue because you're literally talking to yourself and acting out the scene and you're writing it down and then somebody right. reads it and goes, oh, that's great. But then when you turn it in, it's got you got to change. I mean, we wrote that FX script. It, Jesus Christ, how many rewrites? It was because you know what sucks about Is that coming from rewrites coming from you guys or from, re- like, no, from the them execs? from them and the production company too because um, yeah. we were working with Apostle who's mm-hmm. their production company and a management company and we were working with them so then you had production company notes first where they would say look guys before we go to the next stage of showing FX these pages mm-hmm. we have to do these things to this then you'd show them that revised thing and that's then all they about would quality you notes. Like- you know, this guy's character needs to be established earlier on in the scene or something like and that. Or is it like, you know, that's going to cost us $50,000 to shoot and that's three seconds of the script. There was none of that. Like, the, we, the script is pretty grounded. You know, it was just guys in New York. But, like, it was like, but it would, the hardest part about TV writing is there are there are these sort of caps and boundaries and stuff that don't exist with a book. So it's very ambiguous. So somebody will say something to you like, okay... You'll have uh, the script for Star Wars, for instance, right? Just as an example. You wrote that script, and then they'll go, the script is really good. We really like it. Um, Here's the thing, though. We feel like um, uh, Chewbacca's voice isn't there. And you go, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to have more of a presence and a voice. But what... What How's does that, that really mean? Does it mean he needs to be in more scenes? Does he need to? Does he need to have a more of an opinion? Does he? You know what I mean? There's a million ways you can go with that, and then any one of those ways can then affect the script, and then all in this direction or that direction, and then if you take it too far in a certain direction, they can go, "Whoa, whoa, what did you do? You just really turned this whole thing on its ear." Now it's a very, very ambiguous thing. Whereas with a book, it's more like, "Look, man." This chapter about the lake is too fucking long. You know, we got to shave it down. We need a chapter that, that bridges these two things mm-hmm. together. It, it, you know, at least that's what I, that's what I took uh, so, from that experience. So basically it would be if I was like, okay, guys, I read the thing. It's great, but it needs to be funnier. Go make it funnier. Yeah, it's well, a very vague thing. You know? well, well, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, I think writing a book is, I mean, nitpicking. It's like we need something here that doesn't make sense. This could be funnier. We need something to to join these. We need to write another chapter to make these these two chapters make sense. Uh, you know, writing a script, they it's their notes are, you know, one page, and and then it gets down to we like it or not, and then they go no, like there's no <laughs> like it or not with you. You already liked it. You bought it. Now you yeah. your job is to make it fucking good and make it. So, because you know what people who read books like, we well, I don't. I mean, so that's what the the people at FX would say, though. They would say we know what the people who watch FX like. Sure. Yeah, but but, they, they, but they, is the is the way that they pay you differently when you're writing for television? So, in a in a book scenario, what we'll do is we'll come up with, you know, you'll send in a proposal. Typically, we'll meet. Yeah. I'll say I love it, and then I'll talk to my publisher and see. You know, we'll figure out what we think. It's going to sell, and then we come up, come back to you guys with an offer mm. based on how many books we think it's going to sell, mm. and we can negotiate from there. But then we we pay 
right when you sign a contract, when you deliver the book, right, and it's all complete, and then when we publish it. Yeah. Um, that so, was the most annoying part of the whole book. <laughs> the process, when you, when, I remember I was in Aruba, I got a phone call, and I remember we all agreed we're going with Simon and Schuster because there was more than one people, person, that, one one house that wanted the I book. I love the way you looked at me as though, you're, you're telling me this as though I, <laughs> what? <laughs> as though I still didn't want to do it or something. Uh, oh, no. Like, you know, by the way, Michael. <laughs> well, it was, I remember how excited I was when they were like, yeah, there was a couple people and we, we think we should take this. And I love when management and agents say, we think you should do this. Right. Because it just makes it easier on me. I just, you know, because I would have said yes for fucking 10 bucks. Right. If you guys were like, look, do the first one for free. I'd be like, all right. 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 So I was I hung up the phone like it was one of those moments, those Rudy moments on the bench where you get accepted to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was like, wow. But I didn't know. I had no clue because that 30 page proposal was so good and so wow and so easy to do for us that I thought we're going to fly through this cut to two years later. Fuck me. And into to a book. Man. A book to be successful, there's so many fucking people writing books. It's like podcasts. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it's like everybody has a fucking book. And yeah. you know what pisses me off is not that everybody writes their books, Mike. That's true. You guys did. You guys put in the work. I saw the sweat. I heard the tears weeping softly right, down your faces. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I became friends with you writing this book. Because I needed to call you and talk to you about, look, what about this? What you know? And and it's being in somebody else's head, you know, being an editor. And that's one of the things I love about my job. Really, know? I feel like I know you better now, having and and you too, Joe and Billy too. Right. Better. Not than, so much Billy though. <laughs> I, you know, I did talk more with you guys. It's true, but, <laughs> but even Billy, there, there's, you get to see how somebody's brain works more you know it's different than just having a conversation or going out for dinner or you know hanging out for a weekend or whatever that right. you do as a friend yeah it's it, you're really in each other's headspace trying to talk about the thing that you want to do to to get it done better and there's something i mean it feels magical to me that's why I get up and go to work every day because I love that feeling of actually working on something and crafting it with somebody else. And it's not just like a, an assembly of any kind. It's in a way it's kind of like, um, you're going to make fun of me this for this, but okay. <laughs> I'm it's in like, probably they're, 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 <laughs> it's, it, you know, making a book is made up of writing a book is made up of, you know, a, a hundred thousand 500,000 small decisions, you know, which word comes next, essentially, which right. idea comes next. And there's no roadmap. Even if you have an outline in that chapter, you know that you need, to, I, don't, I don't know, talk about how to get laid in Rio or something. Right. But how do you convey it? It's just this series of, of all of these decisions that if you're sitting there at your desk or you know on a couch with your laptop or whatever you're you write one word and then the the blank space that comes next is just confronting you and you know it's like, choose what comes next well there're 500,000 words that you could choose mm -hmm. you know right and um, it's nuts and being an editor it gives me a little bit of a sp of space to come in and and tell you 
and, and help show you the choices that you've already made almost unconsciously mm. and help you work through the choices that are even more difficult or that you've been unconsciously avoiding. Yeah. Well, and that, so no, that may be, can I ask you one question out yeah. of the book? Now it's done. It's out. It's there. Is there anything that was in it that you, you wanted to change or that you wish that we took out or looking at it now? Like, fuck, we, I wish this happened. As the editor, as our editor, yeah. is there something where you're like, oh, the fuck, hmm, this should question. this should have been taken out, or oh, we should have did this. You guys didn't want to do it, but we should have did it. I don't think so. Come on, son. No, the the one thing that I would change a little bit. I mean, each one of you guys, in separate ways, as we were coming closer to the end of it, yeah. you. You, you each got a little bit skittish. It was like after two years of working on this thing together, yeah. you finally realized that you were writing a book about cheating on people that you love. Right. right. And each one of you had a conversation with me at some point yeah. where I hung up the phone and thought, what are the, what did they just now realize what they signed up for? I mean, this is a, you've been working yeah. on this book and for two years, I mean, yeah. it's not an exquisitely long time to work on a book, but no. for, a, for a, a, a book that's, you know, for, well, I, I, I think you could have done this one in a shorter period of time. I think we had a little bit of a blip when I came on the process. That I, th I think that was the blip that we, I think we should have done it. It should have been done in a year and a half. Maybe under a year and a half, we could have got this done, and it it might have. I mean, I think the time on that being so long for me, mm -hmm. and then I, I I was in a totally different place in my life two years later. Yeah, I mean, in my relationship with my wife, we were trying to have a kid. Mm -hmm. We're you know, and and um, you know, and then I I remember what fucked me up. I want I just wanted it to be funny, 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 funny. It's about being funny. And I remember when I went in with uh, Jess, our, our PR lady from Simon & Schuster, yeah. and we went into the Katie Couric show, and I was like, okay, let's do this. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. I thought it was going to be fun and funny, but it, they, this guy was like, so we're going to have a segment about cheating, and you'll be the expert on cheating. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, I'm like, look, I, I can go over the psychology, but I'm funny. It's, did, you got to read the book. We're not, we're telling you to cheat, but we're doing it in a funny, fucking honest way. It's like, um, it's more like uh, average American male, like mm -hmm. that type of honest, funny, how guys are. And it kind that kind of flipped me out a little bit where I was like, okay, listen, make sure, let's make sure that we promote this in the right way so that we're not, you know, the guy, you know, I'm on some circuit. And I'm at a fucking bookstore by myself because Joe and Billy t said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I'm the expert cheater. And my wife's in a hotel room getting egged by other women as she walks down the street with my baby. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I, I mean, I remember Billy, too, was be a little but, fucked up about it. But Well, no, yeah, a lot, I, yeah, a yeah. lot changes in two years. A lot changes in two years. I mean, you know, those worries that you had, like, I had opposite worries. I got to a point where I was like... What the fuck am I doing? Like every girl I date from now on, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Didn't some girl say something? A couple girls. I had a girl flip her fucking lid in my apartment because she saw the manuscript sit there. She lost her fucking mind, and you know. But but if you if you knew how to get the book, you know how to get her back in and suck your dick. And tell her to beat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chap the fucking good. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it was just. I think also too. 
Can I just say one thing real quick? My wife deserves a fucking present and an award. She sat there in the kitchen with us, me and you, me, you, and Billy, myself, while I wrote a book, How to Cheat and Get Away With It, and never once gave me shit. Never once was like, she just, and she a couple times helped us. Dude, both of your, you and Bill, your girls, like, I was, I was impressed by that. I remember seeing Billy's girl talking to her about it. Billy wasn't in town but his My, girl was and I, I had to go pick up a box of books right that went to the apartment by accident yeah. and we were talking and she's like it's so exciting <laughs> and she's like she goes can i read can i have one to read and i remember i called billy and i was like can i give your girl a copy of this book <laughs> and he's like yeah and i gave it to her and she's like he excited and i was like yeah 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 you know works <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she's like why do you guys seem so nervous like like you, both of your girls were were yeah. more like lax about the whole thing than we were. Yeah. Like we were, it was just nerve wracking a bit. And I think too, you know, well, you know, I took it as a good sign that you were nerve wracked a little bit. You know, because if you guys were going into this, you've got two hundred forty pages of how to cheat on on your spouse, yeah. your your girlfriend. You know, yeah. how to accumulate notches on the bedpost. It if. You guys had always told me that you wanted this to be real. You wanted it to be funny, but yeah. you wanted it to be honest, right. too. Yeah. And to be an accurate portrayal of what went on inside a, a guy's head. Right. And um, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. You know? And um, when you guys started getting a little bit skittish, you know, like a mm. month or so before we published, I thought, all right, these guys actually delivered what they wanted to. You said things that were so honest you were now a little bit worried about having other people hear them yeah it's it's that moment where you're like we 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 were very honest about something and now oh my god we're actually going through with this we still were going to do it either way but like you know it was that fucking kanye west you know moment I there's was, a reason he was shaking when he was like bush doesn't care about black people on tv <laughs> you know, like, that's how you feel you're like i'm gonna do it but i was fucking terrified i, was, right I didn't now. care about what i knew what we wrote i was proud of what we wrote because it was funny and an honest thing, but I was just, I was afraid of being um, put out there. Like we went on CNN, I we had that talk. I go sound bites, sound. We need sound bites, dude. I'm not going on. The, we need to be funny sound bites. And right at the end, they asked Joe a question, and Joe went into the biology of. Ch it's like oh shit, and <laughs> here, and they and the, all the women went oh fuck, you know. Because they caught him. They sent him out there, and then he went into the And they got him. And you know what they did? They edited that. I jumped in at the end and went, it's funny. If you don't laugh at this, you're dead inside. Right. Something like that. And then everybody laughed. They cut that part out. And they just put the part of Joe. So it was like, a, it made it a serious thing. Like, we're really, we are, but we're, we're making you laugh, you fucking moron. I don't like that lady. What? The CNN lady. Really? The brunette or the blonde? The main chick from that show, oh, yeah, the I'm morning a show. big fan of hers. Are you really? Yeah, what's her name? The, I think it's Soledad O'Brien. Soledad O'Brien, I like. Didn't care for Soledad. And I like the black dude, too. He, had me he on was a, great. He had me on a show. It was awesome. He was great. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, call him black dude. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> really, we, that's I, why we suck at publicizing the book. Nah, I that black dude was great. <laughs> I felt like so, I, I liked CNN. Right. I liked Showbiz Tonight was great to oh, us. Oh, I fucking hated it. Because again, I, you know, I, that's when I know, that's when I said sound bites. Because I started rambling. Because well, when, yeah, you said that thing that... <laughs> it, because here's the deal. 
We had no information of this right, show. Right. Here we are at a show. What are they going to ask us? Where are they? What are they doing? And they asked me. They literally just take these little pieces out of the book and went lies, Robert. What about lying? And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? What was the thing you said? I dude? said, I said, women lie too. I mean. Women know when we're... I just rambled. I just fucked... <laughs> Something it, about eating cookies yeah, in the I, shower. Uh, dude, then, I... Uh, well, <laughs> but you know, he called probably, me after... Can I tell this story? Yeah, go ahead. He called me after the thing, the appearance, because we did it in the afternoon. And I'm like... He's like, was that okay, dude? And I'm like, <laughs> it was fucking great. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's right? like... He just kept going like... I just... I don't know, dude. Like He just was like... <laughs> and like 10 minutes into it, I just go, Bobby... I know you feel insecure about that thing you said about eating cookies in the shower. <laughs> and he's like, I did, did make sense. We need sound bites. And I was like, <laughs> We need sound bites, dude. I knew that was fucking bad. Yeah, but then next day you got caught right out there. I know. I, know. It, it, I learned I know. so much about promoting. And I used to watch people on these news programs, the books. Yeah. And they, I was like, Ah, oh, this phony. No. They're actually doing what you need to do. Say the same thing over and over on every fucking show, and people will go buy your book. Don't get caught out there. Promote the book the way you... You have to have a game plan in promoting something, and it has to be pushed by all the people. If Especially with us. We had three different, two, three different people promoting it, mm -hmm. and we have to... You have to... This is what the book is. Find out what that angle is. And push that. You can't be all over the place with, you know, like yeah, we were. Probably yeah, probably something that. I mean, you asked about regrets before. I, I should have. I should have coached you guys better on that. I guess we never did. I've never, dude. You know, we've. Ne I've been on shows just to be funny, but I was never on promoting a book. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Whenever I've I've seen you guys or heard you guys on the radio, I mean, you guys are so quick. Yeah. You know, I'm. You know, here I am sitting in this in this room on a. Hard chair that squeaks and, oh, and I told I'm you like, to take the couch, you cocksucker. You well, no, no, I'm just I'm saying, you know, I all right, I, I appreciate your hospitality, <laughs> you're a beautiful man. <laughs> the um, you know, you guys, you guys have it, you know, right, the right. um, I, I'm good when I get to read something or hear it, digest it, mm -hmm. think it through like a half dozen times, write it, edit it, and then send something back. That's that's when I can be. At my best. Right. Whereas you guys, I mean, you say one thing, it just, you know, there's, you're so much faster. Mm. Um, you, you've got the repartee down. And I don't have that, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing. That would have been a good point for you to say, oh, no, Mike, you're great. You're no, great. we agree. DJ you don't. Plumpernickel. No, you <laughs> I, I would have listened to that show. <laughs> DJ Plump and Nicholas. I, I kind of like it now. You guys, I like it. I, you know that the the Canadian band Godspeed, you Black Emperor? You ever hear about them? No. no. Oh, well, no, I've never, geez, literally that, never. What a reference. That was just like this 13-piece ensemble where they like incorporated found recordings of, you know, like random crazy people ranting in Montreal over, you know, a bunch of cellos and kettle drums and that stuff. That sounds kind of cool. It was pretty cool, but it was also, I mean, that was the type of stuff that I typically Played on Petrichor. <laughs> Petrichor. Petrichor makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a so, wonderful smell, isn't it? It is. The name of the show. It just. Yeah. just so, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. in, in, in wrapping yeah, this know. up, so, in so, wrapping this up, you could. <laughs> DJ Plumpenickel, in wrapping this, I mean, you could pretty much say that you, we, we, you should thank us for your promotion. 
because you went from I w- was an associate editor, associate when I editor, met you. and then I published the book and became and became an editor. Yeah, now you're an so, official editor at Simon and Schuster. That's right. Good. Yeah, thank you guys. Congrats. Thank you. I, I owe all of my success to you. I know. That's I all didn't we want to bring hear. it up. That's all. I didn't want to bring Actually, it up. Actually, I kind of feel like uh, you know, publishing a book like this without getting fired is uh, really the test of a man. So, could you um, have gotten fired for this book? No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Now, now, this book is out there now, and you kind of said something to me that made sense to me. You push it as hard as you can. You try to get people to buy it the first week or so mm-hmm. and then after the third week it's it's there and it kind of does its thing it's yeah. it's kind of out in this 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 river of books and now it could something could happen or some one of us could do something or something you know and it could actually explode mm-hmm. is that is that a chance does that happen with books is yeah i mean it happens all the time i mean the a lot of the stuff that that we think of as what I'm really saying is Billy might make it someday, and this book might become popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, which he will eternally regret. The, dude, I, mean, I, can't, it's true. I can't do it, dude. Take my name off the book, dude. <laughs> dude. Uh, that's hilarious. I mean, books do have a life of their own, you know? Yeah. I mean, this book is, it, when do we publish it? You know? October 9th? Yeah. Was yeah. that it? Yeah. The, so it's, it, I mean, it's not even six months old yet. You know? Right, so that's young. It's it's young. It's got a it's got a life to lead. I mean, there's and we got I, a I lot of hopes for this. We got insane reviews on this book. We really did. I mean, um, I mean, here's a couple of them right here. Even though I wanted, uh, I'm a woman. I love this book. This book is very funny and well worth the read if you like any of the authors. <laughs> I'm only halfway through this book, but this has been a hilarious read by three of my favorite. Comedians, and of course, a lot of our fans bought this book, but they would have let us know. Was, there was, was one, there was one guy I'd like to fucking just. This guy was a fucking. I hope he. I've, I hope he dies a miserable fucking death. I I've really do. Fucking tried to get that. Re- I've yeah. reported that review to yeah. Amazon by Jason from Houston, Texas. I hope you die in a fucking helicopter accident. But I hope you're not in the helicopter. I hope Wait, you're barbecuing, that? having a great time by a pool, and the helicopter fucking falls from the sky. And the back propeller, not the front heavy one, right. the back one, right when you think you're about to live, and fucking rips your head off. Uh, I have not and will not buy this book. I'm just tired of all this promotion on Twitter and ONA. Oh, I'm sorry. What a fucking cocksucker. Yeah. He fucking... And I reported that to Amazon, like, this is an unfair review. There's, he's admitting that he didn't even read it, and he gave us one star. <laughs> right. And they don't well, do anything. Well, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people, if I remember that one, yeah. a, a lot of people responded to him and said, shut up. And you didn't even buy the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah nine if comments. you don't like what they're talking about, just turn the radio off. iTunes, yeah. man. I, I had a guy on iTunes on one of my albums that said, uh, I had multiple albums. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of them critically acclaimed. Yeah. Uh, there was only one that was good. Listen, first one top ten albums of 2011. Yeah, mine was important. actually my my <laughs> album was actually uh, album of the year comedy album. With just, who? just the tip with iTunes. It was album of album the year. of the year album, the album of the year album of the year or one of the albums. So of the year. for a week so, I was at the top thing. Co- 2000 are we talking comedy album Com- of the yeah, year. Yeah, comedy. You know, right. spoken word. I don't like beat out Rihanna. I don't like something. how you outdid my shitty bragging. Why? Because I was doing it to be funny, and then you oh. came in with like a real like. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't know. They were really doing this. Uh, no, no. So, but here's the: there was a guy on there that said, um, "I I refuse to listen to this album. I hope 
DeRosa dies in a fire. I can't fucking stand him. I reported that to iTunes. They took the fucking thing down. Yeah, but I wrote that as a fucking (laughs) joke. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But yeah, Amazon, they'll just leave that shit. Actually, there was was one Amazon review that I loved. I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but it's by this woman who's got like 300. Maybe she should do a book. She has like 300 product reviews, mostly of books and other stuff. Right. She claims to own a nut farm in Hawaii. That's that is Roseanne. Next. No, it's, she says she's next Shit. to Roseanne's nut farm. I was so excited that Roseanne liked our book. I and know. she hates uh. Roseanne. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. I, I, because apparently her nut farm pollutes or something like that. I don't know. But I, I, uh, this woman is ridiculous. Really? But, uh, so she it's lo- true. But Roseanne she has book. a nut farm. I thought that yeah, she yeah, there's a, a show. About I thought it. this woman was just crazy. No, well, there's a TV show. They're both reviews. fucking loons. Yeah. But uh, they, <laughs> yeah. but that's great. She loves our book. Good. That's great. Look, we got. I'll tell you, we got more uh, great reviews. We got one. Fuck you. Forty five five star reviews that's, on this. That's but, great. That's great. That's fucking great. And we were we were number shit. What were we? Number five. Yeah, we were in that and, top yeah. ten on Amazon in top multiple 10. categories for a little while. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. nice. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, you were in the top fifty for a while. Yeah, top, we got to thirty nine, top thirty nine overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was pretty epic for for yeah. me. Um, and for for a book where half of the American population is probably not going to buy it. Well, it's a, it's know? a hard sell. I mean, that's yeah. why I love the first cover. I mean, that's to be honest with you. When we had that thing that we didn't do, oh, where the it ring said, finger? no, where it said. Um, I love the cover. I love it. It looks great. It's so cool. Uh, I, I love what we actually finally came up with. But um, the original one where they we had the flap where it said "Cheat a Man's Guide to oh, the Deli" yeah. with all the sexy photos, and then if you ripped that off, it said "Eat a Man's Guide" and had food photos. I thought that mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, I thought that would have been a unique twist, and it would have been kind of cool, uh, you know. And I, I, that's what that's the type. That's what kind of started getting me bummed out when the stuff that we were kind of promised at the beginning and then it was all starting being taken away at the end <laughs> no. like nah it's not really we can't do that nah that doesn't make sense uh-huh. you know what this this isn't gonna work you know it was like but i think that overall at the end i was you know with the website and the videos we made and you know yeah, those were great we, yeah we came together that and, website's beautiful yeah, yeah we we really pushed and came it was together so much fun working with you guys on those videos too that was great I mean, you and, guys, and the final I mean, show the show we did was fucking amazing that yeah. was such a great night i mean that was yeah. that was really where i got to see you guys in your element i think i mean yeah. because i mean you saw me in my element working on the book but that was that was you guys swimming in the ocean when when you had only been in a, a pool before whatever wow. yeah. and uh whereas you know we, we had a conversation on like a Saturday afternoon. I remember I was out of town and uh, I like talked to you for half an hour on the phone. We were talking about these videos mm. and, um, and Monday, I think two scripts show up in my inbox. Yeah. And I think you had been on vacation where there wasn't even like internet access mm. and you were doing shows out in Philly or Long Island or something. And I thought, Holy crap, these are awesome. And, how did they get? How did these guys have the time to do something so polished? And we shot, but it just we came shot out those, of you they shot that those, way. You shot those things, and then we. Sh- we. I, I think those were great. I wrote. I wrote one of those on my. Uh, I was going out to McGuire's in Long Island that weekend mm. when we were talking on the phone on the way out to McGuire's. <laughs> I was in the car going out, mm. and I wrote one of those on my notepad on my phone. Yeah, we <laughs> had like an hour drive. I was just like, I was like, yeah. fuck it, I'm doing this impressive. right now. That and was we, really and impressive. And we filmed that stuff in like an hour. 
Hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then the was editor great. was great. He put it together. Unbelievable. He really did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I'm, um, I'm really happy with the final final product of everything. They, I, 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 I wish it could have been in the top 10 on the New York Times bestseller list. I wish that could have happened. It still um, can. Yeah, it can, but I mean, you want it that first week, and I think yeah. if once you get it on there the first week, it 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 becomes like the top ten of podcasts and comedy. Once you're up there, more people listen to you because you're there, so you, it just keeps feeding mm-hmm. itself. Yeah, there's momentum. Yeah, it feeds itself, and I, well, I mean, the, the one thing that's going to be, I mean, we can all agree. I mean, nobody's going to stop cheating, really. No. No. So this is this is something that's here to stay. Mm. This is the the very best book on the subject, the funniest book on the subject. Oh, yeah. You guys, your careers will continue yeah. to and, and increase in in your breadth and depth and yeah. I mean this is something that that can only get better and yeah, I'm proud of it. I I'm really proud of how it turned out. So can, we, are we going to uh, get a deal to write cheat too? <laughs> <laughs> no. If we say this <laughs> book too. is everything you need to know, where does the two come in? The cheat is how to uh, how to uh, be happy. The next book we read is how to be happily married mm-hmm. or happily in a relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we how to fall in love. That's the next book we need to write. How to be in love with a woman. <laughs> it's called intimacy. A man's guide. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Um, Fuck it. All right, well, dude, uh, thanks for coming down. Thanks for having Congratulations, me. Congratulations, and you're welcome on the uh, <laughs> yeah. the promotion. I know, yeah, you hey, know, Mike. I you owe know it all to did. you. You do. Yeah, you do. You do, and I liked how you looked at me when you said that. I'm trying to make <laughs> eye contact. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, it builds rapport. I can, always, I can always tell. I can always tell when Joe runs out of steam on a podcast too. He starts, yeah. What? Did I run out of steam? Yeah, you fucking aren't you? You aren't you? Risco limp like a fucking gay guy in a boutique, a pocketbook boutique. Have you noticed that about every really? ten minutes he's moved his chair back about an inch and he kind of opens his legs up a little bit wider? Yeah, he, he I get fid- uh, fidgety. I get very uncomfortable when I do O and A. I keep I stand up. They they tell me to sit down. I can't. Like, yeah, I can't. he gets a very fidgety. Can't guy. sit still. But so, so if you guys are uh, fans of this podcast, go buy the book. If you haven't bought the book yet, go get it. Buy it on Amazon. You know what I say? Go to your local bookstore mm-hmm. and buy the copies. That's right. There's only two or three copies in every bookstore. Go, go fucking buy them. They, and give them to people. I just saw Alonzo <laughs> Bowden the other day. Yeah. And he goes, I was in an airport bookstore. I saw your book. I was like, fuck, they finished it. Because <laughs> he said, he goes, the last time I saw you, we were up in Montreal. You guys were doing the live show. You were yeah. talking about the book. It's like, done. So go buy it. Yeah. Go buy it. And buy it and give it to a neighbor that you don't like. Put it on his fucking, <laughs> put it in the mailbox. Do it, something. It's t- it's ten bucks online, you know, bnn.com or amazon.com. I think it's like ten dollars and eighteen cents. Yeah. Ten bucks online. It comes to your house in two days. It's a fucking great book. It's a great gift for a friend, a bachelor party, a birthday, uh, whatever. If someone's getting married, it's it's it, look. It's f- the reason why I say that. It's funny. You got to know that it's a funny, hilarious, honest yeah. look at the world of uh, cheating. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really it's, I mean, very- it's, a, it's a book about being a man and have. And having desires as a man. Yeah. Look, I said in every interview I did, I said the most important thing about this book is that it will potentially teach people to not do this. When you read this book and you see what a 
gigantic responsibility this is and what a massive undertaking it is, you will probably decide it's not fucking worth it, man. Yeah, and I think that that's as positive as the, the way it could teach you how to get away with it. I actually dis I disagree with that. I think you'll read this book, understand what a... I agree that it was a huge undertaking, and you'll go, oh, I'm still going to try to get that pussy. Because my wife's <laughs> pussy is old, <laughs> and I like young pussy. That's a good point. That's a song for Cheat. I'm going to get that pussy. <laughs> my uncle, by the way, I got to give you his address. I'm going to send it to you. He wants a copy of the book. Yeah. You can't and buy it? Yeah, tell him to buy it. It's $10. Jesus Christ. He's support my him. uncle, for Christ's uh, sake. Support you. The, uh, hey, give a copy of the book. There you go. I There's keep telling him, I'm like, I don't know if I want you to read this, man. He's like, I don't care. It's fine. I'm I'm like, how a, old is this guy? He's probably in his 50s. I'm getting a copy of the book, and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to glue it shut and give it to my grandmother. My I, mom stopped reading it. Yeah, she should, because she, she's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? She you got one chapter, and she goes, I had to put it down. She goes, it's too yeah. crass. I can't read it. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. But if you're a man... Or if you're a fucking cool ass broad, you could literally yeah. open this book to any page and find something yeah. that will make you squint with yeah. laughter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, go buy this book because uh, we need to. Uh, do we get? Any, we get nothing. <laughs> we have to sell like ten million copies to get another yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, just go buy the book for the purpose. Yeah, and go to uh, cheatamansguide.com. Watch yeah. the movie Cheat that started all this, and. Uh, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, and watch the videos we did. If you, we were yeah. talking about those videos that me and Joe wrote and 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 produced, and it was they're really funny. So uh, you can check them out there. You guys, uh, thanks for listening, Mike. Thank you so much for coming down and hanging thank out. Thank you. Did you have a good time? I did. All right, you got anything to promote? You got a new book? Nothing. <laughs> no. How could I do that? I mean, this is the best book I worked on in twenty twelve. Boom! Boom! Thank you. Fucking Mickey Flapjack. What was your name again? <laughs> What was it? That was it. That was it. Mickey Flapjacks and the Sunshine Gang. What was the name? Uh, DJ Plumpernickel. DJ. Ah, oh, fuck me, Joe. What was Joe the show gets angry again? when he hears. Oh, hey, I want to hear that name of the show again. Petrichor. All right, will you please introduce your show like back in the day? Yeah. Introduce the show, you, and, and a song you're about to play. Ready? Um, shoot, I, I have to think of a, a, a song, a suitably pretentious song. Okay. Say that fucking band you said earlier. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, these, their song, their song titles like 14 words long or well, something. just right. make up one. Who cares? All right. Ready? All right. All right. Uh, and we're back. This is WRCT Pittsburgh 88.3 FM. I'm your host, DJ Pumpernickel. Plumpernickel. I probably would have screwed it hey, up, let's too. Do, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ready? <laughs> do it again. And we're back. This is WRCT Pittsburgh, 88.3 FM. I'm your host, DJ Plumpernickel, and this is Petrichor. Up next, Godspeed, you black emperor. I still want to hit him. <laughs> I really do. I would have I would have went into whatever fucking basement this radio station was in and waited for him to get out of it and hit him with a fucking a, a 12 inch subway sub. Oh my god. Right on the side of the head. Music has no business being on that oh. show. Well, I got to tell you That is a talk show. The um there were I was also in, involved in a uh, an experimental music collective, I think we called it. It was called Horse and Burrow Adoption. Oh, God. Just I, oh, God. click off on that thing. All right, listen. Joe, Joe DeRosa, at Joe DeRosa Comedy. 
At Jodorosa Comedy. Uh, I don't know when this com- is coming out, but I have some I, interesting I'm stuff gonna, coming out. I don't oh, want to. I, I don't want. First series. of all, I don't want to know about new stuff coming out with you. I know you don't. That's <laughs> no, why I didn't say. Not. Yeah, it's coming out next week. I'm putting it out next week. It comes out next week, so I will be uh, when you hear this that weekend. Yes, uh, I'll be at uh, Crackers in Indianapolis. The that's broad- interesting shit coming out. No, no, that's just a plug. Well, what he got? Uh, broad Ripple Crackers that week, and Boston. I'm taping a second half hour. That's great for Comedy Central. So it's, nice. I'm taping. We're taping in Boston so at the Wilbur. No, I don't know where they tape it. That's great. But Boston motherfuckers that keep emailing me going, "When are you coming?" We love you're O&A. coming. And you're doing a half hour I'm special. Coming, I'm doing a half hour taping. Please Make sure. Listen, this. here's the deal, guys. Get on these tickets now because they're going to sell out. It's Comedy Central. These shows sell out. If you want to see Joe DeRosa, dangerous fucking Joe. You want to see him tape, not only see him do his uh, special, he's going to tape his special, do a half hour in Beantown, get on it right the fuck now. Don't wait. Don't think you're going to get tickets that night. Go to Comedy Central, Google it, find out how you're going to, you can get the tickets and get your tickets now. Fill that joint with, this is what I want you to do, fill it with Joe's fans so that whoever's on the show with him bombs and Joe kills (laughs) Oh, that's what I did when oh, I did my half hour. Good. Oh, the good. guy went on before me. Was like, "That's where I am. I'm from Montana." Mm, boo. <laughs> Where's Fat Bob? Yeah, I'd love to see you. <laughs> I think it's a great way to to initiate uh, Boston, like with like Fuck for the yeah. to first to, meaning the first show I'm ever doing there for it to be this. It's really special. I'd love to have fans there, man. Like it's it's gonna yeah. be electric and it's, no, what. Know. It's gonna. What the fuck did you just it's say? This is what happens when you make me do the podcast pack when it passes. I'm tired and hungry. I fucking. <laughs> and I did the perfect thing, and you went. It's gonna be electric. Oh, it's gonna be a you know beautiful what? night. Don't go. It's gonna be. Ma- That's what, Stop. I'm don't kidding. Take go, that back. Go, go, go. It's gonna be a magic. It's gonna be electric. gathering night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. All right, guys. This is YKWD. You know what, dude? Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's going on? We want to thank our sponsors and our unofficial sponsors here at YKWD, dude. You guys use Amazon, which I do, for every fucking thing. Go to our site at Riotcast, YKWD, uh, Riotcast.com slash Robert Kelly, and use our Amazon link. Whatever you buy, groceries, clothes, electronics, dildos, vibrators, grease, I don't give a shit, whatever it is. Buy it from our link on our website at Amazon. Uh, And Amazon's happy, you're happy, and we're happy because we get a little piece of the pie. You want to help out the show? Use our Amazon link on our our page at riotcast.com. And if you're a gamer, please sign up for our Gamefly at Gamefly.com slash YKWD. Again, that's Gamefly.com slash YKWD. If you're a gamer, it's Netflix of gaming. That's right. You don't have to buy these fucking games anymore and spend all that money. Go try them out. Make sure you like them before you buy them. Or just play them until you're done and re- fucking get a new one. Uh, you can get a free two-week trial at uh, our uh, at Gamefly. Uh, fucking the, the, Gamefly.com slash YKWD. I suck at this. Um, so make sure you uh, check that out. We want to thank Laugh Button Live. Laugh Spin and CringeHumor.net and of course the Comedy Cellar for providing us with this insane studio. Uh, Riotcast.com for all the fucking podcast needs. 12 of the funniest fucking shows 
on the planet are at riotcast.com. Check out my fellow Riotcast podcasters and join their show. Subscribe and leave reviews. Support us, motherfuckers, and come to our live shows. Go to robertkellylive.com. I am in New York for the rest of the month, except for one date in Tampa coming up at the end of the month. So make sure you check me out. I'm at um, Albany. I'm in uh, at Gotham. I'm all over the fucking place. So go to my website, check out my dates, and buy tickets. Get a friend, get a girl, get a bunch of people. Come out to the shows and uh, and uh, fucking let's laugh together, motherfucker. So uh, that's it. That's it. That's fucking it. That's all I got. Bye. You know Don't stop filming my face. Don't stop.